0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docu series Black Twitter: A People's History, from memes to movements. See how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter: A People's History is now streaming on Hulu.
1: From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras,
2: and I'm Ana Maria Sayer
1: that time of the year. Got to look back at the year. Some of our favorite picks. And we're starting this year's show off with one of my picks.
2: Felix, not to, um, talk down about your music choice but why do I feel like I'm on a game show right now oh
1: my god that is so wrong
2: come on a little bit a little bit (laughs)
1: okay all right all right you know I gotta bring in our third voice this week, because maybe she's got something to say about it. Isabella Gomesarmiento. Isabella, welcome.
3: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm always siding with you on your dead preferences. So I'm, I'm sorry, Anna. I can't. <laughs> I can't hate.
2: This feels like a sneak attack, Felix. Like you brought in a third party <laughs> to bolster your
1: side a little bit here. O- only on this track. This track is from an album called Eyes of the World, it's by a group called the Latin Dead and how could I not love this record? I think we talked about it in June on the Best of the Year so far. This, These are uh, salsa or Afro-Caribbean interpretations of the music of the Grateful Dead and the arrangements are by this amazing uh, pianist and arranger named Oscar Hernandez who's been with a lot of different bands over the years. and. Again, the one of the reasons why I really like this record is obviously because they pick some of my favorite songs, and it's an acknowledgement of one of my favorite bands, but also because there's such tight arrangements on music that has been legendary for improvisation discovery.
2: Can I ask you a question, Felix? Yeah what about like, I because you know i've been I've been trying to hop on the dead train with you, and i'm I'm always a little bit skeptical of, like, a reimagined version of something so classic, or like a like you say, a, a latinified version. so what what about this one works for you?
1: There are different ways to approach the songs, you know, because they they come from bluegrass. They come from blues, they come from jazz. And one of the things, especially for those of us of a certain age have been listening to it for a long time, it's a new way into mm-hmm. it. And it falls in line with what Bob Weir is doing with the Dead catalog. He disbanded. The Dead and Company band that was basically the rock and roll band version of the Grateful Dead, uh, and he is going to start interpreting the music through a symphony orchestra. and Isabella and I were able to attend and cover that here in d c. We both cried.
2: Where was I? And it's just
1: another way to approach this music because it's so rich, and that's what I appreciate about this particular record because it's so unique i've I've heard it done. I've heard their music done in a lot of different ways, folk music, bluegrass. Blues even jazz, there's a there used to be called a band called Jazz Is Dead that approached it in a jazz fusion way. This is very, very unique and and one of a kind and I really appreciated the way they approached it.
3: It's very Felix coded. Like this is like if you put into an AI thing, like make me a Felix album, it would it would be this. But obviously this is better. (laughs)
2: Oh, that a thousand percent. I was so convinced. I think I said this when you brought it on. What was it? The best so far, Felix. And I was like, Felix, you have to be somehow involved in the sponsorship, the (laughs) creation. Like, I don't know, but I've never heard of a more Felix concept.
1: Eyes of the World is the name of the record and the band is called The Latin Dead and the song we heard was A Touch of Grey. Okay, let's move on to the next pick. I think this is your pick, Anna.
2: I love this track. This is Super Poder off of Maria Jose Yergo's album Ultra Belleza. Now, I know it's not often that Felix and I have a shared, perfect love that we both completely agree on, but Maria Jose Yergo, Felix, I feel like has consistently been one of those artists that speaks to us. I think that's what's really special about her is like vocally she is so strong but she's also so diverse I guess and in her appeal and how she sounds she communicates so much emotion just right off the bat in what she says and how she says it she's obviously doing this really cool flamenco pop even borderline r&b hip hoppy type of thing which it's not the first time we have heard someone do that Um, but I will say her lyricism the openness with which she sings I mean It is something really unique, next level that she's doing, and I just hearing this project come from her. It was it was everything I expected from her and more. So it's it's really exciting to see her growing like this.
1: This is one of those uh, instances where we do cross over. We both have a very strong shared like for Maria Jose Yergo, and watching her develop and watching her release this record and be able to express even more of her artistic vision was a lot of fun, yeah.
3: She's also, I mean, I think it's really interesting because I think, like you were saying Ana, she's not the first person that we've seen experiment with these sounds. I think she also charges her music with a really, really powerful political and social messaging about her place as a young woman in Spain, um, about how society works in Spain. And I think that brings a really refreshing perspective to the traditions that she's working from. That you know, as much as she's maybe not the first person to be working in this space, I think she's the first person to be so candid about the themes that she's sort of bringing across her music. It's it's a really powerful um, end of year statement from her. Totally,
2: absolutely, and I think I mean to me, the strongest artists are always those that are the most gifted in, in studying contrast, both in terms of themes and actually musically. And for her, she does hold. So many things together, so beautifully. Like, like you said lyrically, she's talking about issues in inventive ways. She's, you know, bringing up things that are that are both personally difficult and personally emotional. There's this line in this song, "Aprendí a llorar cantando, aprendí a cantar llorando," which just like, oh, I don't know, it really hits me so so effectively. And I think also just the way that she she toys with the quieter moments and the louder moments. You know, she's so up front vocally. She's so in your face intense in terms of how she carries herself, but she also does like let those valleys come and lets the quiet spots breathe, and I really, really love um, every part of the, the loud moments and the, the softer moments.
1: Okay, Sabella, you're up. What do you got?
4: Amigo, regalame un traguito que me tienda que me ponga a bailar suavecito, bien pegadito, con un guarrito que me hable bonito y que me lleve para la playa sobre las olas. Ay, que me mojen esas olas. Da la guaira para el taironar. Quem me esas
3: olas. So. I know that I have been in your ears about Rawayana for years. They have been my favorite band since like 2011. But this album, right, Quien de Las Cornetas that they released this year and this particular song, Hora Loca, is just beyond anything they've ever done before to me um, as a dedicated listener, and I think other people might agree. But so, you know, like Hora Loca, right, is like the most fun part of a wedding or of a party. It's like the DJ has been saving all the best stuff. People go crazy on the dance floor, people are wearing funny hats. And I love that this song totally captures that energy for me on this record. They brought in Monsieur Periné with those beautiful, beautiful vocals. Um, And I just feel like it stretches across such a wide range of influences and of, of references, I think. This is the album where Rawayana has really broken outside of Venezuela in a lot of ways and it's, you know, they've brought in collaborators, obviously a lot of Venezuelan collaborators, Simon Grossman, Elena Rose, Cervando, Danny Ocean, but then they're bringing in, you know, influences from Puerto Rico, influences from Mexico, and it's really creating this, like, cross-Caribbean pop that has, like, Afrobeats and Salsa and Merengue and Rock and Funk, and it's just, like, so much fun to listen to, and I think... You know, I think for a lot of their, the past couple of years of their music has been grappling with the difficult political situation in Venezuela and how torn Venezuelan identity is and how it's created outside of Venezuela at this point for so many people who've had to leave the country. This album is just returning to like having fun and going to the beach and dancing with the people around you. And like, they just do it so, 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 so well. So I really wanted to, to bring that today because I think it's such a, beautiful statement from them and, and such an evolution to what they've been doing since they started.
4: singing Ora Loca. This is a band
1: called Austin Coas, and you have to forgive me because my portuguese is not existent this is a band from brazil this is an album called canto coral afro brasileiro It's a rediscovered gem of an album from a Brazilian group that released three albums in the 1960s and 70s, and they were really into digging deep into the country's African heritage, which was not very common back then. This album was released just about 40 years ago, and it combines the Brazilian folk rhythms that you hear with an Afro-Brazilian choir that echoes, to me, the African-American spirituals. And it really was an intentional musical statement connecting these two strands of the African diaspora. The whole record is amazing. It sounds beautiful. And it's again, it's a powerful statement of, of bringing these two circles of uh, Africa together in a way that Deserve to be rediscovered on this record.
2: Mm, I just really love the way that this moves, honestly. Like, there's something really pleasing about it, and something really nostalgic, and something really pleasant about listening to it. It feels like um, something you you share in community a little bit, which I really like. Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful reminder that like Latin music
3: doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? And we have all of these influences, like you're saying, from Africa, from other parts of of the world, and from the way people have been moved across the across the planet for, you know, to relocate and to create culture in a different place. It's it's a really powerful reminder of that.
1: The band is Austin Courts, and the album's called Canto Coral Afro Basilero, and the track is called Ogunde. Okay, Ana, you're up.
2: This is seen from Silvia Perez Cruz's album, Toda la Vida Un Dia.
4: sin principio sin
2: I really do have chills every time I hear her
4: sing.
2: What really strikes me about this is We've been talking so much about brass uh, this year, you know, tubas and, and trombones with regional and everything that was done there and how that was a European import. And so then to think of Silvia Perez Cruz kind of on that same latitude, but in a completely different space with completely different music. It's just really amazing to see all of the music that's being created alongside each other in Latin music right now with these influences. So artful and how she writes, it's almost poetic, and, and how she sings it and breathes life into the words that she, she creates. You can hear The flamenco stylings and the jazz stylings in her vocals, which I find really interesting because I don't think many of her contemporaries are doing both. It's jazz with a modern flair or flamenco with a modern flair. And she, I don't know, she has her own Sylvia twist on it that, that works really well, I think, even today. And so I just, yeah, she's a special one. I'm excited to see what she does next. From Silvia Perez Cruz's album *Toda la Vida*, un día.
1: She is definitely a favorite of of mine, and something that we share. I mean, going back to this record that I heard with her initially, God, it just sort of popped up out of nowhere, and and I just was completely blown away. She did a a record with this bass player named Javier Colima, and. It just featured her voice. It was just so stark. And I've been digging into her back catalog and listening to her new stuff, this new record, completely. It did not disappoint, man. It's a highlight of mine, too. I'm glad you picked it. Okay, moving on. Isabella?
3: Okay, so now we're moving to the dance floor. And, like, when I say I like house music... I mean this kind of house music. This is exactly what I am talking about. This is Madres by the Peruvian-born Berlin-based DJ, Sofia Corteses. So this record, like, literally put me in a trance. I feel like it feels like stepping outside of your house on the most perfect spring morning and like reintroducing yourself to the world, into your neighbors, into the little birds, into the grass, and like all of all of the beautiful things around you. This is her first full-length album. Um, called Madres because it is dedicated to her mom and to her mom's neurosurgeon. She created this when her mom was going through a really scary time health wise. Um, And it's a a really positive, beautiful, sunny album with like synths and those really delicate vocals and like Latin American textures. You know, there's like um, some samples from a protest and there's really beautiful percussion. And I think it's such a powerful reminder to like return to your inner child through dancing and obviously she's talking about caretaking and motherhood in a very literal sense but beyond that um, she's spoken about how it's really an ode to queer communities and to the caretaking you know alternative forms of caretaking that you find when you're part of a marginalized group which is just so so beautiful and it's just like healing and makes me want to like do the, like the, the white woman Scarlett Johansson dance um, it's, it's just it's so gorgeous I, I love it.
2: Not to spoil what you have coming up, but I think this sits in really good company with with a later album that you're going to mention where you've kind of brought on these works that to me are very like artist's art and i think everything that you just said is like you know someone who who is so thoughtful about about every single sound every single texture to a song that that they add in i think you know it's in those details um where where some of the soul of the music really emerges and i think sophia is such a master of that Every rhythm feels handpicked for for a moment, for a feeling, to create what you just described, to build a scene, I think, as opposed to just um, a glimpse into something. It's like, no, she wants you to feel surrounded by the feeling that she felt when she was making the music and, and the sentiments that she's expressing. And so she's really um, been someone interesting that I've been watching for a bit now, and, and I love to see people in the electronic space, too, creating things that feel so resonant um, for so many of us and, and feel like they communicate lyrics even when they don't really. There's there's a clear message in what she's doing and so um, jealous of the pick, but glad you brought it on. <laughs> Thank you.
3: That's Madres off the album Madres
2: by Sofia Cortesis. you You're listening to All Latino's best albums of 2023. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back to battle it out.
0: From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from Betterment, the automated investing and savings app. CEO Sarah Levy shares how Betterment's innovation can help Americans save.
4: The real innovation for Betterment about a decade ago was taking a set of tools that were used by the ultra-wealthy and making them accessible to the average investor. And that includes tax strategies, that includes dollar-cost averaging, that includes taking a long-term view and not getting distracted by market volatility. These are all sort of tricks of the trade. And what Betterment did is they basically said, no matter the amount of money you have, it's always good to be invested. It's always good to start early. It's always good to save. And the power of being consistent in your habits is really the path to long-term wealth.
0: Learn more about automated investing and saving at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. This message comes from Schwab. It's easy to invest in ideas you believe in with Schwab investing themes, like online music and videos, artificial intelligence, and electric vehicles. Choose from over 40 customizable themes. More at schwab.com.
1: Okay, and we're back. And let's see whose turn is it to pick a song this time. Um, oh, it's mine. Up next is a duo that goes by the name of Okan, these two Afro-Cuban women based in Toronto. They had an amazing new record out called Okan Tomi. This track is called Oriki Oshun. It's a masterful celebration of Afro-Cuban culture and music mixed in with other stuff. Check this out. One of the things uh, about Cuban music that makes it so magical for me is the reliance on musicians, everyone from Chucho Valdez to this amazing duo, Okan, to dig deep into the spiritual tradition that we know as Santeria for the songs, the chants, the rhythms. It's a very musical, spiritual practice and just an endless source of improvisation and an endless source of inspiration for musicians on and off the island. And this record is a very well thought out and well-performed celebration of that tradition. As you can hear there's lots of drums, there's lots of chanting, there's all this stuff that comes from that tradition. It's, it's a very old tradition and there's lots of aspects to it. Some stuff that is uh, available for people outside of the spiritual practice to participate in and to listen to. And other stuff that's still very sacred and you know, performed in ceremonies and stuff. But this kind of stuff that we're hearing is stuff that anyone can participate, anyone can enjoy, and anyone can tap into. Because it's endless. It's, it's a deep, deep well.
2: I do think too like this year we are we are moving a bit more towards like communal music and like communally appreciative music and I think that like there's so much for so many people to be found in music like this and that's like a lot of artists are attempting to move towards harnessing that energy and this just it's so natural here.
1: group is Okan, the track is Oriki Oshun, and the name of the record is Okan Tomi. All right, who's next? I think Ana, you're up.
2: Yay! Okay. <laughs> this one I really have been waiting for because if I had one of my like weird things that I've been pushing this year, this is Spanish producer Ralphie Chu, and this is his record Supernova, and the track is WCID? Question mark.
3: Oh i
2: to play for this episode is very difficult because there's no single track that could possibly encapsulate the breadth of what this record is. I mean, he is a producer first, so he loves to play with effects, with synths, with really interesting kind of uh, sounds that kind of surround and carry his melodies. But he, he does have one foot in that kind of like ethereal, electronic space, but he's also really grounded in some really beautiful acoustic things, the the melodies themselves, the music itself, it's really strong on its own and I just, there's been this whole scene of Spanish producers that have been creating and building in this kind of like electronic R&B, hip-hop, flamenco-y, rappy kind of space and he... Did the thing with this record. He kind of took them to that next level and I just was really amazed um, by how this came out. I don't know, he, he was one of those artists that I kind of was just accidentally listening to <laughs> for a long time without realizing it and this record really solidified him as one of those artists to really watch. I, I think this might be the beginning of, of a whole new scene, of a whole new kind of series of artists who are going to come after him. That was WCID by Ralphie Chu. Okay, coming out of that, this
3: is like not quite the same, but also looking at a producer who's doing really, really interesting cross-cultural influences. Um, this is switched on by Bachiman, who is from Puerto Rico, but lives in LA. He's, you know, been in noise bands and made all sorts of music, but his Pachi Man project is really focused on dub music with very like, Latin American flavors. This is Trago Coqueto off of the album Switched On. Okay, so the big surprise for me on this album was that we hear Bachiman singing for the first time. And not only is he singing, but he's giving us a killer cocktail recipe about how to, like, put yourself mentally in the Caribbean, put yourself mentally back in his home of Puerto Rico. And I mean, I just love how he... Because, you know, his influences really go back to, like, the Jamaican producers and engineers who led this Dove movement, you know, like um, Scientist and King Tubby, But I think he makes it so distinctly Puerto Rican. Like he brings in um, the guido while he's using synthesizers and his vocals and his songwriting, which I found very, very funny on a couple of these tracks, I think just takes his music to a totally new level. And this has been one that I keep returning to throughout the year because it's just like, good vibes all around.
1: And in a way, I hear a little echo, and maybe you don't, but I hear a little echo of the guy that's behind the Meridian Brothers, Eblis Alvarez.
3: Oh, totally. That's good. Yes, that's a really good comparison. Because I think it's like throwing back to a scene that isn't, I don't know, a scene that doesn't quite exist in the same way anymore. But like, not just doing straight up nostalgia. It's like doing this sort of reimagining of what those heydays were with like a new... I don't know, it's a new approach in a way. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm really interested by what he's doing and I'm, I'm dying to see him live, hopefully next year. That's Trago Coqueto off of Switched On by Pachiman.
1: My last track, I'm going to go classic. Vito Pais from Argentina released a record and he called it E-A-D-D-A. Nine two two three, or E A D D A nine two two three, and what it stands for is El Amor Después del Amor, nineteen ninety two to twenty twenty three. It's a reimagining. We're talking reimagining, right? It's a reimagining of an album that is Argentina's best-selling rock album of all time, but also a hugely influential record and in the whole rock and Espanol thing as it was coming through in the nineteen nineties. Fito Páez re-recorded this with a bunch of like A-list, who's who of contemporary Latin music. Nicky Nicole, Nati Peluso, Mon Faire, uh even Elvis Costello, believe it or not, on one track. But this is an amazing record, a re-examination of the classic record, but and not in a very nostalgic way. He looked for new ways to interpret it. That's how we started the show, right? Me talking about the Latin dead and finding new ways to explore music that has existed for a very, very long time. And that's what this album does. And I gotta go with the title track, El amor después del amor. Because the way he just reapproaches this with thirty years of of retrospection, thirty years of wisdom, thirty years of hindsight. It's just a really powerful, powerful track on this thing. This is the title track, El amor después del amor. And I got to say, I just love the fact that he's getting his props. He's getting the recognition and he's been nominated for Grammy for this record. He was nominated for Latin Grammys. He's just getting, he's getting this recognition that he deserves. He's just been an icon of Latin rock, of rock and Espanol, of music from Argentina, music from Latin America, and is done with such a powerful, powerful record. Big fan of this record.
2: I think that guitar just speaks volumes. And I mean rock in Espanol, Argentina specifically as as a base for that is still so important and foundational for so many artists that, that we're seeing today and I don't know, I love I love when a legacy artist like this brings on you know, people from, from the moment right now, young artists, because to me that is such, it's an acknowledgement, it's like an excitement, it's almost like a, a, a stamp of endorsement of like, oh, music is moving in the way that we want it to. And like, you've taken my legacy and what I built and you're making something amazing as well. And so it's just like a really beautiful thing to see that, that he was prepared and ready to, to create something new with these young artists.
1: The track is El Amor Después de Amor. The artist is Fito Pais. The album is EADDA9223.
2: My final pick of this episode, wrapping up 2023 with yet another artist who I think Felix... You might be just as excited, if not more excited than me. I was just, I guess, interested in bringing on Felix artists today.
1: (laughs) We coincided a lot this year.
2: This is off of the wonderful, amazingly talented Mon Laferte's new album, Autopoetica, and the song is Prendele Fuego.
3: Now I'm jealous of your pick, Anna, because this is like Mon Laferte stuns in new album. Like from the moment this record starts, it is so sweeping and like goes to places you are not expecting. I was like exclaiming out loud on the Metro every time a new thing would pop up because it was sh- it's just so, so gorgeous. And she really, like you're saying, like she knows she has the voice, but she's proving that she has everything else that comes along with being like, a multifaceted artist it's its really gorgeous.
4: Like I mentioned
2: earlier you know I always talk about vocalists who hold so much power and in, in how they sing and what they say that they don't really need a whole lot more and I do think Mon is one of those vocalists. She could have Pulled out a piano, her voice called it a day and it would have been amazing, but she did not stop there at all. She is absolutely the queen of reinvention and this record was no exception. She did everything from electronic to rap to trap to reggaeton to electrocumbia. Like she pushed herself so far on this record and every single track had something different and innovative and exciting in the production. It was it was contrasted, it was gritty, it was soft, it was exciting. I just, I did not expect this record from her. I did think there was more to be completely changed about her and yet she did it again. I i really, really loved this one this year. Mon Afertis, Prendele Fuego.
3: Okay, so earlier, Anna, you were talking about seeing an older artist hand down their legacy and sort of bridge the gap with the younger generation. And so my last pick for 2023 is an artist who is very young in age, but not so young in experience, You know, I had to bring this one in—the one and only Tiny with his somehow debut LP *Data*. I picked the song *Mañana* with Young Miko, of course, and the Marias, which is just like a beautiful, dreamy, femme scape of—I don't even—I don't even know how to describe it. Let's just listen to it. I feel like this album is such a victory lap for someone who was producing what are now like seminal reggaeton albums for Looney Tunes when he was like 15, 16, 17 years old. And the fact that Tiny waited until right now to release this project, and he was able to pull, you know, from all of these people he's worked with over the years, like he got Daddy Yankee out of retirement, he has Wisin Dandel, Yandel, then he has, you know, Gani Garcia and Julieta Venegas, and these people who are not typically associated with reggaeton, I think it just, I don't know, it's like an inside look into who he's listening to, what he's envisioning for reggaeton, and Really just acknowledging how the genre has come up and how he's seeing it moving forward. And I think, like, in the past couple of years, with Bad Bunny's, like, catapult into stardom, to me, Tiny has sort of been overshadowed as sort of just being Bad Bunny's producer. And even though Bad Bunny is obviously on this album multiple times, I love this statement from him, and I love him sort of asserting his place in the genre and asserting his vision that, like... You know he, we're we're still along for the ride. I I, I was a really big fan of this
2: project. You know Isa, I remember right before this record came out, in one of our many conversations about this, you were like, "This is finally Tiny getting his flowers," and I was like, "No, Tiny gets his flowers." Like I'm always like, let's accurately rate Tiny because to me, like he is one of the most well-known producers in the reggaeton scene in the Latin music scene in general. But this, I mean, well-deserved, truly, because this record, I could not have expected. It's I love to see what a producer like this can do when it's like, yep. you clip off all of the extra excess, you know, stuff that's required of them, and it's like, no, just run, like, Don't tell have anyone tell you what to do. Don't be trying to execute someone else's vision or sound or even like experiences. Just do you as best as you can. And like, let's see what playing around with that looks like. And he I mean, clearly he's been holding on to a lot because he Mm -hmm. did such an amazing job with this, like such a diverse work he goes hard I would say in every way like he has the really hard-hitting reggaeton tracks but there's some really emotional softer Mm -hmm. reflective sounds on there that I I I wouldn't have expected to come from an artist like him and I don't think he's had the opportunity to really express because of who he works with right so yeah I mean this was like a really exciting thing I think to come out of this year and then I hope he keeps working on more solo stuff because i mean if this is what tiny as the artist sounds like i'm i'm interested in more
1: I say it every year and I think it's in growing more in intensity that the, the variety of the types of music that's listed under what can be considered Latin music is becoming endless and it's so much fun and there's so many different ways to listen and so many different ways to express that again every year man this year my own personal list I had like 35 albums seriously there was so much stuff and It just keeps getting better and better. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just me.
2: Like you told me, Felix, these are the good old days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got a point there, Oblio. Okay. That's going to wrap us up. You have been listening to our favorite picks from uh, 2023. I don't want to say best. I'm always hesitant to say best, but these are some of our favorites. Thank you to Isabella gomez Sarmiento for joining us this year again. Thank
2: you, guys. This was fun.
1: I'm Felix Contreras.
2: I'm Ana Maria Sayer.
1: And you have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. Our audio producer for this episode is Joaquin Kotler.
2: Our editor is Hazel Sills. And the woman who keeps us on track is Grace Chung.
1: Our head and chief is Keith Jenkins, VP of Music and Visuals.
2: I'm Ana Maria Sayer.
1: And I'm Felix Contreras. Again, thank you so much for
0: listening. ixl learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality one subscription gets you everything one site for all the kids in your home pre-k to 12th grade make an impact on your child's learning get ixl now and npr listeners can get an exclusive 20 percent off ixl membership when they sign up today at ixl.com npr